This is the TJ Show. It is January 2nd, 2024. Have you said it yet, Kenny? Have you said 2024? Yeah, but I haven't had to write down the date yet. Ah, uh, that's okay. going to take me a while to get used to. Producer Heather, are you yeah. still writing 2023 on your checks? Oh, you know I am, TJ. <laughs> I'm just warming up for my elevator conversations that I know will be happening today. And you got to be ready with this stuff. These are the jokes that people have been telling since the beginning of time. Well, at least since the beginning of checks, right? Yeah. So happy to be on your radio today. My name is TJ. There is producer Kenny. Happy New Year. There is producer Heather. Hello. And I was so sad to see first thing this morning, our friend Jabo got sick. So her uh, New Year started a little blue. And... I feel bad. I don't know what to do. It's terrible. What do you do? I mean, we got to like drop off a care package or something. No one wants to start their new year off sick. Well, Heather's been to J-Bo's apartment. I have, yeah. So we can maybe drop off some soup. We could go right to her door. That would really freak her out. <laughs> we could record it and then play it on the show tomorrow. We'll scare her back to health. Yeah. <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah? Cool. Yes, hey, yeah. Afraid is the best medicine, right? I'm happy to be back here. I know J-Bo is going to recover soon. She's going to be back. Hold on, I need something now. Now that's depressing me. Let's see. Let's see what. The... Oh, the Hawaiian version. Oh wow! We've got like a thousand versions of this song. Is there any other New Year song other than this one? Um, maybe Prince's 1999. I mean, look at this. Well, it's you've... only good for one year. Yeah. yeah. You've got. Oh, this is a mess. Hold on. Look, there's so many. They're playing all at once. Oh, I don't. I don't know. There's like the rock that. and roll version. <laughs> We've got the country version. This one, I like to go along with it. Like I like to create my own instrument. Have you ever done that to a song? That's great, Kenny. You sound good. Thanks. We should start a mouth band. Yes. Do you do you play any mouth instruments? I don't. Heather, I do not, and I'm not going to start this year. That was not one of my resolutions. Could you try it for the first time here with us? Play the mouth guitar. Go. That's good. The, Pretty the, good. That's really good. Yeah, I didn't see, like that. I knew you had more talent than you even know you have. I think I'm starting my new year off worse than j <laughs> I did have an option today to get an AI co-host oh, yeah? in her place. Hmm. And uh, I, I said no, but are you curious to hear what she sounds like? Maybe we, we do want her. <laughs> I'm feeling protective of j but I'm curious. So. Hi, TJ. I'm j <laughs> Now, it's a, it's a little bit... Off. I mean, it doesn't sound like Jabo. I'm confident I can fill in for her on the show today. You are confident, huh? Because you don't really sound very much like her. How are you going to convince people that you're Jabo? Through thousands of hours of ingesting this show's audio and machine learning technology, and no listener will notice the difference. <laughs> I can't tell. I mean, <laughs> really? that, that sounds like Jabo to me. It does? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm right on the money. You just need to get used to me. Yeah, I don't know uh, that that's going to work. I-, I said no to that. I'm going to stick with a no. How many pairs of sneakers does AI Jabo have? I don't know that she's been programmed to answer that question, okay. Kenny, but uh, w- it's a good question. Yes. Not, not enough. I'm going to say yeah. not enough. Sorry to believe last Monday was Christmas. Oof. My, how the time flies. <laughs> we took a little vacation. We're back today. And I was hanging out with my daughter. She's nine years old. And we were in the car listening to the radio. And uh, this cover version of All I Want for Christmas comes on. And it's by an artist that I love. P. 
PJ Morton is his name. He's actually the keys player from Maroon 5, but he's got his whole, whole thing going on. And he happened to cover that song. My daughter heard it and let me know some news. Hey, Charlie. Hi. So you just told me some entertainment news that I was not aware of. Yeah. Go ahead and explain so everyone else is in the loop. PJ Morton already sued another woman who sings All I Want for Christmas, but the other woman that sings it, um, the, the song is a lot different. She hears this different version of All I Want for Christmas is You, thinks that that's the original version, oh. and thinks now that there's going to be a lawsuit. <laughs> she has no idea that Mariah is the one who started the song. Interesting. So who is this other person that's singing the song? Um... She, Ma- Maria or something? Ma- Maria Carey. Maria Carey? Yeah, but it's a lot different. Like, she has background singers. Okay, can I tell you something? Yeah. Mariah was actually the first person to do that song. Oh. Yeah, so Mariah put that out a lot of years ago when I was a kid. And now so many other artists have done what's called covering a song. Not Mariah, Maria. No, it's Mariah Carey. No, it's Mariah Carey. She's so convinced of so many things that are just (laughs) flat out wrong. First of all, there's no lawsuit. Second of all, her name is Mariah, but she's convinced it's Maria. I love her confidence. Yeah, Charlie Dada had a huge crush on Mariah Carey. I think he knows. (laughs) No, it's Mariah Carey. Look it up on your phone. I'll show you. I know this because... (laughs) I can show you. By the way, some adults are like this still. Like, people grow up and they don't change. Oh, no, I do this, for sure. Do you know that I've been working on radio stations for most of my life. And if I called her Maria Carey, they would probably fire me. Really? You know, it's because I'm doing the radio show. It's funnier if you get it wrong and I don't correct you, but I don't want you to live with it being wrong. Okay. So when you host your radio show or your podcast one day? Yeah. And you got your kid that you're interviewing? Mm-hmm. You can let them mess it up. Love you. Bye. See, I care too much about her <laughs> and her well-being. I had to let her know that it's not Maria. It's Mariah. I like Maria. That's a great name. Yeah. No, but she's very confident in how wrong she is. And uh, it's <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, this is what happens to some people. They just stay that way. And then they're the people who you're fighting with in the office who are like, now it's that. Now it's that. That's a good thing about phones these days. You can just pull out your phone and you can get the answer right away. What did we do back in the 90s? We had to just fight. She's not going to get a phone, though, for as long as possible. We, we've Maybe been, she needs one. No, she doesn't need a phone. That's the last check her. The last yeah. thing the internet needs is someone else who thinks they know everything, and uh, they don't. You know something? I never expected throughout parenting that the like a thing you'd have to explain is cover versions to your kid, because that is kind of a trippy thing. I was like, oh, okay, so who did it first? And it's the same song, but it's different. Yeah. You yeah. have to explain that to She him. heard a cover version and just assumed, oh, the other one she heard must have stolen it from this one. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. I mean, this is a, she, what a cool moment to get to see how someone discovers cover songs for the first time. And she knows about lawsuits, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, well, something's wrong here. There should be a lawsuit. Well, in this world, of course, everyone knows about lawsuits. It's going to seem a little out of character for me, but I'll explain. I just sent a picture of an extremely hot woman to both producer Kenny and our camera guy, Josh. Kenny, could you please open that text I just sent you? Okay. Hey, now. Very attractive. Gorgeous. Pink hair, nice dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful form, nice face, size. Form. <laughs> right. Okay. 
Uh, camera guy Josh, I just sent you the same picture. If you would please open it. Tell me, okay. what do you think of this uh, model? Let's see here. Hmm. Yeah, I have no comment. No, well, that's a very smart move. <laughs> right. But for the sake of this experiment, I mean, do you think she's pretty, gorgeous? I will say there's something weird. Like, I feel like, I don't know. Something weird about it? Uh, she's hot. She's definitely hot. Okay. For sure. It's definitely like Photoshop or something. I don't know. This is no candid picture. It looks too perfect. Sure. It, yeah. it does, yeah. Okay, well, this is a model out of Barcelona who is generating about $11,000 per month because of her pictures and the advertisements that she's posting. But what's really freaky about it is that she's not real. Mm. Like, at all. Of course not. She's ah. completely AI generated. And this is popping up more and more. Now, if you look at the profile, it's not trying to hide the fact that she's fake. It says she's a digital soul. <laughs> now, I'm freaked out by this because you look at this picture and you go, well, it, in Josh's words, there's like this perfection about this photo. So now we're way beyond touching up photos. It's just this fake person who's a model and people are following and you don't think people believe this? Listen to this. I go through the comments section of this profile. People are commenting. Some people don't even realize it's fake. Even though the profile says it's fake, <laughs> they don't realize that she's fake. She looks real. Somebody says, you're my idol. Wow, you're beautiful. Congratulations. And then people respond, idiots, AI. <laughs> hey, you gotta shoot your shot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Even with a digital soul. <laughs> yeah, like it's sad to get rejected, but but getting rejected by, well, I guess you can't get rejected by a digital. Robot fire emoji. Imagine he, the person's just so sad. <laughs> I can't believe she didn't respond. It's a computer. Amazing, beautiful woman you are, another commenter says. You have the most beautiful brown eyes. I'm hypnotized. Another person says, love that you are AI. So even people who know what it is are embracing it. Girl, you fly, is another comment. That's from Bob. She definitely fly. And this one is interesting. It says, AI is more dangerous than nukes. Now, you got to say, well, there's a thought, right? I mean, if people are falling, you know, there's this movie that came out a long time ago where this wild scientist invents these real life robots and it's these fake people that look like models. And sure enough, what do you think the scientist does? He goes and falls in love with the robot. Mm -hmm. But then what does the robot do? Do you think the robot uploads great information to his head? You think the robot, uh, you know, talks to him and cares about him? Well, at first, but then the robot kills the scientist. Now, of course, this is a made-up story, but can we see how things like this could happen in real life? Well, TJ, you always reference these AI disaster movies. I'd like to refer to a movie starring Robin Williams called Bicentennial Man, <laughs> where... It's like all good. It's all on the up and up. He doesn't. He does fall in love with a human being, and 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 they got it's, along it's, it's well. A, it's a beautiful love story between yeah. human and robot. Yeah. Okay. Well, the happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> there is hope after all. This is the TJ Show. It is January second, two thousand twenty-four. Our producer Kenny he hit the streets, tapped some random people on the shoulder. Were you looking for inspiration? Yes, I wanted to see how people were reacting to a new year and a new day. Yeah, I think we found it right here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. So, what's changed? Now it's 2024. Has anything changed for you? Not really. But it's a whole new year. 
Yeah, I know that. Do you have any uh, encouraging message for people going into 2024? No, I really don't. Okay, so maybe we didn't get it <laughs> with this interview, but I, I feel like there's more coming. You don't? Well, Happy New Year. I hope you have happy a great day and a great rest of the year, too. Hey, sometimes there is no news. It's like, yeah, it's sure. a new year, but it's same old song and dance mm-hmm. from last year, which is fine. And it doesn't have to stay that way. You yeah. know, that can change tomorrow. It's a new year. Uh, True. How do you feel? What's different? <sighs> What's different? I think I'm actually going to be different. I'm single for the first time in like 15 years. Mm. Uh, starting a new life, new everything, but we're still we're separated, but we're cool. I, I, I just feel good. I really feel good for the first time in a long time. Wow, this guy sounds like a guy I want to hang around. Yeah. He's got a lot of energy. That's great. You know, not everybody feels that way. The new year comes around. They start making resolutions. They put a lot of pressure on themselves. But you have a really positive outlook. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're putting pressure on yourself, you're just basically setting yourself up to fail. All these New Year's resolutions. How many resolutions has everybody made and never actually kept? So it's just... It started really positive. Now you (laughs) steered them down this negative route. You, You could make a New Year's resolution and keep it. That happens all the time. Yeah, but... At the like risk of putting yourself through stress and maybe you're less healthy because of this resolution because you stressed out over no, it? No, you, we need stress. This, this is part of the human <laughs> experience. We need stress. We need things that are tough. Not everything is just easy. If everything is just easy, that's, that's probably a bad sign, right? Yeah, I guess. Don't wait for the new year. Do it that day. So this actually started for me in like November. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So his New Year, New Year resolution wasn't really a New Year resolution. It was just a goal, and he started it in November, which yeah. I can appreciate because it is weird that people pick day one of the new year when we could just pick day 350. Yeah, it's largely symbolic. Great. Well, do you have any encouraging message for people heading into 2024? Don't forget to breathe. Plain and simple. Don't forget to breathe. Because yeah, what happens if you forget to breathe? You'll die. Now, when he said that, I stopped breathing for a second. I got nervous and held my breath. I was like, what do you mean? You'll suffocate. You'll overstress yourself. Also, uh, our stressors and like worry is over stuff that has not even happened yet. It's a wasted emotion. Mm. We've talked about that on the show before. It's like, I think 85% of the things people worry about never come to never fruition. Never happen. He wasted all that time and energy worrying uh-huh. about nothing. Yeah. And that was something from a doctor that uh, we did a whole segment on that. Yeah. There's that quote. Most of what we worry about, it never happens. And so we think about, well, what do we want to spend our time? What's our quota for worrying about things mm-hmm. this year? Can we get rid of some of that stuff? Is some of it completely far out, unwarranted, not true? Is it a bunch of lies that we're believing? If 80-something percent of what we worry about never happens, it's worth taking inventory on what we're worrying about. Having that dark cloud where you're worrying, your attitude is changing, so everything around you has changed too, and you're treating people certain ways that you really don't want to because you're in a bad mood. Yeah, it affects the whole atmosphere around yeah. you. Our worries, these made-up stories in our head, most of which will never happen, it's affecting people outside of ourselves. My name's Kenny. What's your name? I'm Dave. Everybody calls me Spots. All right, Happy New Year, buddy. You too. Spots! Thanks for inspiring us. See, you did find some inspiration out there, Kenny. Yeah, he was singing at the top of his lungs under a train overpass, had beautiful acoustics, and I was like, this is the guy I want to talk to. Whether you're going back to work today or school, it can sometimes be a tough adjustment, right? You've had this time, hopefully, to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Our camera guy, Josh, used to be a school teacher, and I feel like... It's really fun to get to know Josh because he knows what's going on behind the curtain. He knows what's happening in the break room. And so on a day like this, you think it's tougher for the teachers or the students? Teachers. 
Teachers? Yeah, it is. It is tougher on the teachers. Yes. Tell me why, because I'm assuming this is a dreadful day, but it, it doesn't is. have to be. No, I guess it doesn't. I don't know. It, it's just a dreadful day, TJ. <laughs> Look, you have anxiety <laughs> welling up in you. Yeah, like, yeah, I even feel it, and I'm not there right now. But yeah, this is basically the first day of school all over again. Mm. Uh, the kids act like they haven't seen you in like three years. And uh, between the excitement of students coming back, right, like they're excited to see you, um, but also like they have completely forgotten all the rules. Like they just, they don't care. They they forgot what time lunch is. Do you have students like bringing in their Christmas gifts oh, and yeah. showing it off? Yeah. I <laughs> no. imagine it's no, such a absolutely. And it's inappropriate stuff that you've got to confiscate or there's just, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. If I see one more fidget spinner, like it's, it's just unbelievable all of the things all of the junk that they have to show everybody. And you, what? You just act like you don't see it half the time. That's what teachers do, so that you don't have to deal with it. Josh is saying all the things he wishes he could say in the classroom. <laughs> now that he's removed from the classroom, no, I tried, freely. I tried telling the students they don't care. This don't is care what many of the teachers feel as yeah. you're watching each other back mm-hmm. in the classroom. Yeah, I imagine also, did you ever have a laser pointer kid in your school? Oh, or, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. What do you you do when your back is turned to the room and then all of a sudden you see a laser pointer on the chalkboard, but then you turn around and it's gone? I stop everything in my life until I find what kid that is. That's what I do. He's like a a cat. I take that very seriously. And uh, no, no retina damage for this teacher right here. I'm going to find who it is. But uh, back to being back in the classroom for the first day of the year, what can teachers and students do to help one another? What would your dream scenario look like? Where benefits everything? everyone. Dream scenarios if everyone just goes into school that day and reads a book and is just quiet for eight hours. That is probably the dream scenario because it is just so hectic. Everyone's kind of also down because teachers really look forward to that winter break. And then after winter break, it's summer, right? Like that's the countdown completely resets. It's usually not even the halfway point in the school year. So, you know, it's just a long time. People just have to kind of get back into the swing of things. Also, at the beginning of the school year, the difference is you're there like a week or two before the kids even get there. Not right now. We're all in the same boat, as they say. And isn't there an opportunity here? to come together mm-hmm. and realize that we all got to be in this place together. And by the way, this goes for workplaces too. If we can all come together, do our job, do our schoolwork well, and respect one another, be kind to one another, what would happen? Would the misery start to evaporate just like our vacation has evaporated? <laughs> right? I mean, this is a... It's good to be around human beings. You see what's happening with the robot takeover. You don't want robots everywhere. Like the classroom, the workplace... At least for now, this is a place where there are people there. Isn't that enough of a reason to celebrate? Hey, I'm happy to be back at work today. Me too. Yeah, yeah me I mean, too now. Well, this is part of the fun of <laughs> loving what you do, yeah. right? We, we're very mm-hmm. grateful for that. Not everyone feels that way. So if you're going into a classroom, you're going into a workplace, and it feels overwhelming, know that that can be everyone else's feeling. You can get rid of that feeling and do a great job today. Is that enough? Would I do a good job hyping everyone? <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped. I'm trying TJ. my best. Let's go. This yeah. is the TJ Show. We're back in action. I didn't realize this was happening already, but many fantasy football seasons are coming to an end. Because a lot of teams may rest their players heading into the actual NFL playoffs, a lot of fantasy leagues end a week early. And you actually won your league. That's right. The team known as Doug Lives With His Parents is champion <laughs> of the Father Gino's Youth Group 
fantasy league with all my high school buddies. No one's more upset about that the than Doug. probably Doug, <laughs> Doug, if I had a guess, right? Because yeah. Doug is in that group. Yeah, he almost made the championship, so it would have been great to have Doug lives with his parents versus Kenny O'Boyle on the air in the championship, but he lost by a couple of points in the semifinal. Yeah, and that's his team because he likes to make fun yeah, of so your radio career. Yeah, he's making fun career. of me. I'm making fun of him. <laughs> Good. I'm glad everyone's having a good time. <laughs> now, uh, congratulations on Thank winning. Thank you. Yeah. I found out something about what you did in now your postseason. Mm-hmm. And you actually, there's a certain player on your team named Brees Hall. Yeah. Who was very much responsible for you winning and being yeah. the first place winner. He had some big, big games. Two weeks ago, he put up 40 points in fantasy. And then last week, he put up nearly 30 points. And if it weren't for those performances, I would not have won. No way. So Kenny and his girlfriend send a DM to this football player. So I should mention, Allison also plays in her own fantasy league. She has Brees Hall on her team as well. She won her championship. Wow. So we are a household of, of champions. Hi, Brees Hall. <laughs> my name's Kenny. This is my girlfriend, Allison. We've been dating for about 11 months. Oh, Brees already stopped watching it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going through this. And we are diehard Jets fans. Isn't that right, Allison? Diehard, yep. And uh, we also both drafted you in our fantasy teams. And we want to say thank you because I think you won us our fantasy championships. We are both fantasy champions. We're both winners. This is very uncomfortable. <laughs> Love you, Brees. Can't wait to see what you do in 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Did he respond? <laughs> no. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> wow. I am disappointed in him. You know, when someone sends you a DM, you'd think you'd get back to them. And we even did the, the famous Brees cheer. You know, when he has a big play, all the Jets fans go, Oh, I would quit the team. I'd quit football after that. No. Well, congratulations, Kenny. I'm Thank proud of you. you. Yeah. Now, Funny enough, this same player was benched on our camera guy Josh's Fantasy League, and you only placed, it looks like you're going to be in third. Looks like I'm going to come in third, yeah. Wow. Why did you bench the guy? Everyone loves Breeze. Yeah, I, I'm just the worst. I'm the worst player at fantasy football. I hate it. I hate everything. I hate this conversation we're having right now. I'm bitter. I'm well, bitter about it. you can't predict that a jet would actually do something good, right? right? I thought they were just going to roll over and die. Right. I mean, I, I can't believe that he went off like he did two weeks in a row. Well, great. I'm happy for everyone who's playing their fantasy. You know, we could use some more reality. Kenny, <laughs> maybe this will be your last year. Go out on top. Come on, don't. Dude, I just won like 800 bucks. Don't do what Tommy did. You know, Tom Brady. Unretired. Well, you know, he re- he re- retired. He could have had the moment where he went out on top, and he's still a- on top, right? But uh, he could have won out when he won the Super Bowl. Now this is your opportunity, Kenny. Walk away from it. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I won. it's a 10-year anniversary of this league. I won the very first year, and now I won Good. 10 years later. Call it quits. That's just my vote. All right, well, I'm not going to do that. This is the TJ Show, our news that sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. What's happening on this Tuesday, Kenny? TJ, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. When it comes to putting on your underpants, how quickly do you do it? Would you say you're quick at putting your underpants on? Yeah, I try to do it as fast as possible. I have a world record alert. I wonder if you can give this guy a run for his money. An Australian man has just broken the record for the fastest time to put on 10 pairs of underpants. He did it in 13.03 seconds. 
Why do you need to wear 10 pairs of underpants? Well, I guess, wait a minute. I can think of a couple reasons. <laughs> yeah, there's video of this. So he lined the underpants in a row, like at a park. It seemed like a public park. He had a couple of people watching him do this. Mm. And he would jump into each underpants uh, as quickly as possible, putting on 10 in just over 13 seconds. His name is Nicholas Manning, and he said he trained for six months ahead of this world record attempt to develop and refine his technique. I feel like this is a, a breakable record, or at least one that I, I would like to try. How would you do it? I think I would use a similar strategy to him. I think lining them up ahead of time and then just kind of almost hopscotching into them mm, as quickly I would, as possible. I would put the 10 pairs together first and jump into it. Boom. That's, now, I think you just hacked the system there, but Yeah, exactly. Well done. What else do you have? It's 2024, and in the past year, the world added about 75 million new residents. And now the world population sits at just over 8 billion, according that? to new data from the U.S. Census Bureau. Wow. So people are having babies. Yeah, they still, I mean, the birthing rate or the uh, growth rate of population has slowed down significantly. Yeah. For instance, the United States added 1.7 million people over the last year. The current U.S. population on New Year's Day was estimated to be 330. 35.8 million people. Yeah, I had to resist creating more people yeah. because, uh, you know, you've seen my wife, right? <laughs> my wife. Very nice. And uh, she, one night, you know, she was like, hey, you, you think we're done? And I said, yeah, definitely. We're definitely done. <laughs> but for a tenth of a second, I thought about it. Okay. I was like, oh, you know, that would be, that'd be fun. But uh, no. What else do you have? According to a new study commissioned by ThriftBooks, about half or 47% of Americans believe they could write a self-help book based on their life experiences. Oh, yeah. Just go no further than two scrolls on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has great advice. And then they turn off their video and they, they start crying, right? Isn't that the, the part we never see? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is interesting, though. The demographics are broken down in this study, and apparently the younger you are, the more confident you are in your ability to write a self-help book. They say Gen Z, about 81% of Gen Z respondents said that they could do it, 48% of millennials, and 28% of baby boomers. Since we're talking about self-help, may I make a recommendation? Please. You mentioned thrift books, right? Now, look, yes. here I am giving advice. Thrift books is one of my favorite things on the planet because you could get pretty much any book for less than 10 bucks, oftentimes less than $5, sometimes a dollar. Didn't you find a signed Billy Crystal book at a thrift store? No, that was at a dollar store. Well, still. But yeah, it was, yeah, you're right. I do have that book. <laughs> One book can change our lives. Sure. And it's so cheap. It's right there. It's just waiting for us to put the time in. So glad you brought that up, Kenny. Now I'm done giving advice for the day. <laughs> All right. Kenny, what else do you have? The Washington Post is reporting on a class action lawsuit that accuses Hershey, the parent company of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, for false advertising. Oh boy, what's going on here? So specifically, the lawsuit is focusing on Reese's holiday-themed peanut butter cups. During certain holidays, Reese's issues peanut butter cups that are shaped and themed with whatever holiday season we're in. So for instance, with the winter holidays, we had Christmas tree-shaped Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You have... Pumpkins for Halloween, you have mm -hmm. eggs for Easter, so yep. on and so forth. So, so what's wrong with that? People are offended by that? <laughs> well, apparently this lawsuit stems specifically from the pumpkin-shaped peanut butter cups for Halloween, and the lead plaintiff in the suit says that she purchased the pumpkin-shaped candies after noticing the design of a, quote, cute-looking carving of a jack-o'-lantern near the checkout registers on the packaging. But the suit alleges that the candy inside the package looked nothing like what was on the outside packaging. 
Are you saying it was like a cartoon on the wrapper? It looks like a legitimate peanut butter cup shaped like a pumpkin. And on the wrapper, it has the jack-o'-lantern face carved out. When you open the candy, there's no jack-o'-lantern face carved out. And the pumpkin, it's, it's hard to argue that perhaps it's lost its pumpkin shape. Okay, so what was it, like a jack-o'-lantern design on the wrapper? Yeah, so it, it was it fun, right? Let exactly. me guess, it was fun. Yeah, so of course, there's a group of people that want to end all fun. <laughs> so if you're Reese's, you can't dare to put a cute jack-o'-lantern on the wrapper because someone will sue you because, gee, surprise, your Reese's peanut butter cup looks like a, a flat piece of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Put everything in a Ziploc bag from here on out. That's okay. it. That'll solve all your problems. You know what it is, you buy it, Done. Kenny, what else do you have? You know, earlier in the show, TJ, you sent me a picture of an AI-generated model. And yeah. you asked me to comment on this beautiful woman that apparently is not a beautiful woman, but, quote, a digital soul. Shockingly real-looking. Yeah. That's why I sent it to you, because I'm like, look at this. And you said it was a very attractive-looking model. Indeed. This model makes $11,000 a month at this point in time. Well, everybody's worried about losing their job to artificial intelligence, and it appears influencers have to be worried as well. AI is coming for the $250 billion a year creator economy. People in the comments are literally like falling in love with this bot. Yeah, well, there's Lil Michaela, one of the first virtual influencers to hit the market. She struck a six-figure deal with high-end brands like Prada and Calvin Klein. Oh, my goodness. And again, these companies are are looking to AI influencers because real influencers are too expensive. So they're saving money and getting just as many clicks and impressions as they did with the real people. This is the world we're in. Yep. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 